Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place you get to hear extraordinary stories shared by ordinary people about how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their lives and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman and I'll be your host. Each episode is another person's amazing story and I'm just glad you're here. Let's get started. Today we're with Amanda Warfield. I don't know her personally, but I feel like I know her because I've been listening to her trainings lately. And she is in South Carolina and she has the Chasing Simple podcast. And it is a um, podcast to simplify your life. She helps women with time management. I'm like a poster child. I need help right now. (laughs) Little does she know it's like behind the scenes, there's time management issues big time right now. So it's like, let's start a podcast too. Yeah, sure. There's plenty of time for that. So, and also if you follow her on Instagram, um, what is your Instagram? Just your name? I think it's- yeah, it's at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. And I'm just so honored to be here, Corey. I'm so excited to get to share okay. my nudge story. And this is this is something that I don't think I get to talk about enough. So I'm really excited to be here. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad glad to hear it. And I was gonna say if you're if you follow her on Instagram, I love that um a recent story she shared where um, her husband is building her a podcast closet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Because that, like you said, the sound guy will be very, or sound woman will be very happy. <laughs> yes, it's so nice. It's actually, I'm standing in it now. <laughs> What's that? I'm standing in it now. Oh, is this it? Oh, okay, this cool. Is it. Yes, I am. That's neat. It's beautiful. It looks like a full-blown office in there. It's not- it is behind me. But oh, okay. the closet that I'm in, I'm facing the wall. So you can't see the closet, but I'm oh, inside of it. <laughs> very cool. Inside tricks and tips. Yeah. So uh, first, we've always share uh, how you came to know Christ. And I just thought I'd give you that opportunity first. Yeah. So I grew up in South Carolina inside the Bible Belt. And so I always grew up going to church, going to youth group, all of those things. But I didn't really form a relationship with Jesus until I went off to college and I happened to join a Christian sorority. And just being around all these other women that took their faith so seriously, especially in such a a pivotal time in life when you're really discovering who you are and what you stand for, being around all those women and having this faith community of women who took their faith seriously, it led me to really open those doors for a true relationship with Jesus and not just following Mm. him and following the Bible and going to church. It actually started to mean something then. And so that that's kind of when I consider my faith journey to begin, even though I've, I grew up going to church and youth group was always an important part of my life. Right. So that relationship just grew deeper and deeper then. That's a great time to have that happen too, because um, whether wherever you're going to college, you're just hit with so many new ideas and friends and experiences and professors and everything sort of life's coming at you as far as everything. So that's a great time to build that stronger relationship, get more founded. 
Well, I, I want to give you the time because there's, as, as the listeners will know, sometimes when we're sharing, we're sharing about one nudge or one thing where you just felt compelled to do something or not do something. It could be like with me, with my mom, you know, call your mom. And I'm like, okay, what? Um, but also there's other stories. And this is one of those today where kind of like, almost like I look at it like God was pursuing you and pursuing you and pursuing you through every single little nudge. So there's like building upon different ones. So I just want to make sure we have time for all of it. So I'll just let you share your nudge story. Yeah. Yeah. So I was teaching preschool. My husband and I were living out in Washington state because he was in the Navy and that's where we were stationed. So we were literally as far across the country as we could get from home. And I was teaching preschool and I was also a youth leader at my church. And I loved what I did. I loved teaching preschool. I loved being part of this youth group, even though when I first, that was another little nudge in life where never in my wildest dreams did I think I want to go hang out with middle schoolers. No, I was like, middle schoolers are scary. Um, I teach preschool for a reason. I love four and five-year-olds. Middle schoolers freak me out. And then when I visited the church that was my church home in Washington, the first time there was this nudge of tell them you'll volunteer at youth group. And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh my gosh, why did I say that? And then it was one of the best things that I've ever done. So that's a fun little extra nudge story. But I was teaching preschool. I was doing the youth group stuff. And for years, even before we moved out to Washington, I had always felt this, this nudge or this pull towards blogging. And I always was like, no, 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 like that. That's a cool idea, but that's not for me. And I love writing. I love reading. I'm a huge bookworm. And so I always just kind of was like, maybe I'm, I, I feel pulled towards that because I love to read so much. Maybe, maybe that's why. Well, There was one Sunday we had been in Washington for about a year and a half at this point. We'd been there a while. What year, what year was this roughly? This was early 2018. Oh, okay. So not even that long ago, really three years. No. Yeah. I've been in business for about three years and, but early, this was maybe February or early March, 2018. And I was sitting on the couch one Sunday and was on Pinterest and looking up all this stuff about starting a blog and starting a business. And I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm thinking through all these ideas. And then I very promptly shut the laptop and said, Nope, this is not, this is not for me. This is not like I'm I'm making this up in my mind, basically. And then the next morning, that very next Monday, my Bible study that I was doing just me solo in the morning as I sit down for my morning routine was all about Gideon and Gideon doing what he needed to do and what he was called to do despite not feeling qualified. And so I thought... (laughs) Okay, God, I'm listening. You're really putting this in front of me. And this was before I went to work first thing in the morning. By the time I got to work, I was already thinking, no, I'm making this up in my mind again. I was already beginning to doubt this nudge that I was feeling. So then I sat down. Let me let me interrupt you just for a second, because I always am intrigued when you are saying, nope, you know, you're you're refusing that idea. And you're, you're saying, nope, I'm not comfortable with that. Is it, was it fear of, you can, this is the business coaching me coming up probably. Was it more of a fear of success, a more of fear of failure? 
uh, a fear at all? Or was it more just not what you were interested in? Or why were you shooting it down so quickly? I think it was a fear of change because I was so happy with teaching preschool. Growing up, my whole goal was to be a teacher. And I knew that I had those skills and I, I very much felt passionate and loved teaching. And I knew that I knew that God had placed me in education. And so I think it was this fear of change. Uh, you know, now that I've been in business for three years as a time management and business strategist for other entrepreneurs, I can see that that education gift that he's given me it comes out in all these ways in my business. But at the time I was like, no, education is where I'm supposed to be, not business. That doesn't make sense. And so I think it was a fear of change and also just um, fear of mishearing God also. I I didn't want to attribute something to him saying it that wasn't really him speaking. And so I get to school that morning and I look to see what... I had planned for the day for the lesson for the kids, because of course I planned all of my lessons months out in advance. And the lesson happened to be about Simon walking on water. And then as he started to doubt, he sank into the water. And so again, I'm thinking, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you. This is, I don't doubt you. This is something that you're really telling me to do. You're telling me to walk towards you on the water even though it's scary and it doesn't make sense. So then I'm sitting there. It happened to be a a testing day for my students. We were towards the end of the school year. They, all of my students were getting ready to decide or their parents were deciding, do we move on to kindergarten? Do we do another year of preschool? So we're doing testing and I'm sitting there waiting for my turn to test the next student. And I'm thinking, no, I'm mishearing things again. I'm again starting to doubt. And within just a couple hours, I looked on my Facebook page. And one of the first things I see is a Facebook ad for someone's book. I don't remember who it was or what the book was, but I just remember it was a book about being scared to take that first step. Oh my gosh. And so again, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is serious. Maybe this is for real. Maybe I need to think about this. And then again, I started doubting. (laughs) (laughs) And it just never ended. Now are you are you usually this uh, stubborn with things? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't like change. Uh, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a one. So I like oh, yeah. things to be very, very Organized. neat. And, and yes, very, this is how, this is the plan. And I don't like to change the plan. Um, so yeah, this is not abnormal at yeah, all. But and that, in fact, but I think it's great for people to hear all of you listeners out there that tend to like, I don't want to call it fighting back and forth, this struggle back and forth, but you know, it is. And he's, like I said, he will pursue you sometimes where he's not going to let it go sometimes. Like he really wants you to do that, you know? Yeah. And like I told you, it's like he showed up where you were too. You know what I mean? It's like Facebook and Pinterest and your class and your Bible study. And I mean, we've already, I think that's four already. Right. So yeah. And then there's one more oh my <laughs> gosh. two days later. So all of that happened on Monday, two days later, I go to youth group. I don't even remember what the lesson was. I just remember that's when everything was the fight, the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back where whatever lesson our youth leader, our main leader gave was about trusting God and stepping off into the deep end. I don't remember what it was. I couldn't tell you, but I remember sitting there thinking, okay, 
I'm going to do this. It's time to talk to my husband because this is something that I am very called to do. And I don't know what that's going to look like. I have no idea how to do any of this. This is not the plan. This is not what I envisioned for my future. But it's time to step into what he's calling me to do. Wow. And so what did that look like? What did, did you start um, researching at that point? And sometimes I've known people who have felt called to do something and it's a slow process where, you know, you taught a few more years or whatever. And then some others, it's going fast. Like, you know, this podcast, Don't Ignore the Nudge came on fast. Like, and I feel like I'm trying to catch up to God. Mm -hmm. Um, How was your experience in that? I, the very next day after I got home from work, I talked to my husband and said, I think I'm, I need to start a business. I think that this is what I need to do next. And I had done a little more research within that because youth group was late at night. By the time I got home, there were no conversations happening. (laughs) Um, But by the time I got home the next day from work, I had done some research on just startup cost and logical things so we could have a logical conversation about it. And I said, this is what I need to do. And he said, okay, I support you. And from there, I jumped in with both feet. I still taught for another, that was the end of the 2018 school year for one more school year after Mm -hmm. that. But all the while was working as many hours as I could on the business on the side. And was it hard to, I I mean, it's sometimes hard when I, I, and this is me speaking, I don't know how you are, but I feel like sometimes it's really hard to do what, your quote regular job is while that passion and that fire to do something bigger and better and what the God is leading you to do. It's like, Oh yeah, I've got to teach, but Oh, this, you know, was it, it was was a real tug of war with you. Yes, absolutely. There was a huge tug of war because I was really lucky in the fact that I I not only got my teaching hours, but with the job I had, I also was paid for planning hours because I am a very organized and efficient person, I tended to finish my work very, very early, but I had to sit there at my desk Uh for all of those hours in order to get paid for them. So there was definitely a tug of war, especially in those moments where it was like, I don't have anything to do unless I want to plan three months out and I could be working on the business. And so there was a huge tug of war all for the whole last school year of just... There's so many things I want to do for the business and so many steps I need to take. And I enjoy working so much on the business that when I was in those planning and prep hours, it was really difficult. When I was in the teaching hours, it was easy to not think about because you've got 24-year-olds screaming at you all the time. So <laughs> that, that wasn't a problem. But those prep and planning hours were rough. <laughs> yeah. And then when um, you started the business, so did the... Did the time management part of it come first? Did the podcast come first? What, which, how did that work? So I actually started my blog talking about simplifying your life, simple living in general to all women and teaching about capsule wardrobes. And then there was another nudge uh, from God telling me that I needed to pivot into time management for entrepreneurs. And so after, hmm, honestly, I was probably only about six months in when I first got that nudge. And then again, I ignored it because I'm stubborn. And once the plan's set, the plan is set. Um, <laughs> before Six months before I heard it. And then about a year and a half in was when I finally really started listening to that nudge, the second nudge of 
you need to talk about time management more. It's not just about simplicity. It's about simplicity-based time management and simplicity-based business strategy. Yeah. And what a beautiful time to be starting a business like this. I mean, really, I mean, and even with, you know, with the pandemic stuff, it's just people thought, oh, I'm going to have this time. But a lot of people I talk to, I'm sure you do too, that they might not have used their time as well as they had wanted and planned. And then they have regret and you're like, oh no, don't go into shame and, you know, regret. It's like, let's just do something about it and move forward. Yeah. And it's hard when you go from having so many set boundaries for a lot of people where you have, you have to be at work at this time. You have to pick your child up at this time, so on and so forth to there's absolutely no time boundaries and you've got to figure it all yourself. The pandemic has been so hard for people with time management because it's not, it's not a skill that comes naturally to everybody. And that's okay. We all have different gifts, but everyone's been forced to kind of figure it out on their own throughout this last year. And that's been hard. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you were going through all these nudges, obviously God, you know, kept on. Thank goodness that he's uh, persistent. Because <laughs> if you just get the one and you ignore it, I've always wondered, like, you know, what happens if, you know, is he just, you know, wait a while? I mean, it's just so nice that, you know, we can see his persistence, you know, that love for you and wanting you to be where you're supposed to be and, and, you know, keeping on after you. But what I was going to ask you was, how did this whole thing change your perspective or make you look at things differently or, um, I don't know, just change you in any way? Well, I'd like to say that it made me more open to the nudges, but we both know that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) But it has shown me how much this business is God's business and it's not my business. I I may be the face of it, but really God's pulling all the strings behind the scenes. And that just ability to rely on him has been so helpful because even when you're relying on God, things are not easy. And so through all the ups and downs of business, it's been so nice to know, okay, I don't really know what the heck's going on but he does. And there is a plan, even if I don't understand it, which again, I'm a one. So that's hard for me, but having that ability to say, this is not tied to my worth. This is not, this is something that I'm called to do, but it's not who I am. This is something I'm doing to help build his kingdom. That's been very freeing and keeping that perspective in mind, I think has been key to staying in business (laughs) through all Mm -hmm. the hard things. Yeah. Because exactly, I I I love that because you you know it's his business that you just have the blessing of you know being the face of it, but it like you said, it's his business. That's great. Well, I just hope that it continues to be prosperous, and I, I'm not just prosperous money wise, but just you know meeting the people you're supposed to meet and um, blessing the entrepreneurs with time is, you know, management uh, concerns mm-hmm. that, uh, that are out there. Cause I'm, like you said, it, it is a widespread challenge out there for a lot of people. And in the show notes, I'll make sure to put Amanda's information. Um, I'll put a link for the chasing simple podcast and the, um, also her Instagram and, um, also, um, I, do you, don't you have a program or something that, just is just launched or is about to launch or something. Yeah. My course content batching bootcamp is what, say it again. 
content batching bootcamp. Very cool. It's my course. It's for any entrepreneur that struggles with time management and specifically time as it relates to creating content. Because as we all know, creating content can take up a lot of time, which makes it hard to do the other parts of our business. So I created this course to help entrepreneurs set up a system that will allow them to create a month's worth of content in just one week so that they have all this other time to do the other things they need to do to actually grow their business. Right. Right. Well, that's good. We'll put a link in there too to that. But um, I'm just really glad that you were able to be on today. I, it has yeah. just been a, a, a blessing to see your face. I I actually uh, uh, heard a man, uh, um, Amanda on Alana's um, podcast. I think it's called the Podcast Party, and it was a training and. And so I was listening and I was, as soon as she started speaking, I was like, Oh, I just really feel drawn to her. And I just thought it was really going to be great to be able to talk to her. So I'm really glad that you were able to be on. And um, I just wish you nothing but success. Um, For everybody listening, uh, you can find a lot of these podcasts on our website, as well as some other devotionals and journals. And there's actually a children's, devotional Bible on there too. It's at don'tignorethenedge.com. And if you're sharing this with anybody, you can also see Amanda's cute face (laughs) on the interview by going to don'tignorethenedge.com forward slash Facebook and join the private Facebook community. And that's where you can actually see the interviews as well as listen to them. So I would just thank everybody for listening and until next time, God bless you and keep you. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. 